Welcome to On the Journey Conversations. I'm your host, Sandy Wisdom Martin. Today's episode is brought to you by the Christian Women's Leadership Center of Women's Missionary Union, where God's mission is our passion. Today's guest is Rosalie Hunt of Gunnersville, Alabama. Rosalie is a passionate student of history focusing on the lives of leading women who have shaped missions. The daughter of missionaries to China, she and her husband Bob served themselves for 30 years as missionaries in eight Asian countries, including China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Myanmar. Rosalie holds a master's degree in English, counseling, and speech. She's written multiple books and has been awarded honorary doctorates from Judson University in Elgin, Illinois, and Judson College in Marion, Alabama. And we are thrilled to have her on this podcast. Rosalie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. The the fun part is mine. I love history. I love nothing better than going into archives and digging and finding new information. Absolutely. It's a little known secret that I love history, too. In fact, when I want to go to the archives to research, I have a staff member assigned to ask me, are you sure you have time for that now? I can get lost in archives for long periods of time. I love to read history and learn from it. I love to hold it in my hands. Rosalie, tell us, how did you develop a love for history? Sandy, I think it started by growing up in China because China is such an ancient country. I mean, they have 5,000 years of history. So we in America are sort of Johnny-come-latelys compared to them. And we lived in central China, in Xinjiang. And my dad used to make me get out in the yard, a big old front yard, and pull up weeds. But I loved to get out there and pretend that I was digging. I was an archaeologist. That was my first ambition. (laughs) And one day, I found a little piece of a green stone, and I thought, this is jade. When I grow up, I'm going to be an archaeologist. So when I grew up, way after I grew up, I started digging up history, and I found out that was just as much fun as digging in my front yard. (laughs) That is great, Rosalie. You are an amazing storyteller. Your speaking engagements have the audience hanging on every word, and your written works captivate the reader until the last page. How is it that you're able to connect so well with the past and bring it to life? I think, Sandy, I just love old things. Bob, my husband, says that I love him more every day because he gets older every day. (laughs) Anything old, I'm fascinated with. And these people in our, our missions background, these heroes, I love to put myself in their year, their age, in their minds and wonder. I like to think, what, what were they feeling right then? What was going through their minds? And when I capture that moment, then I like to put it on paper. Rosalie, I want to ask you some questions about the subject of one of your books, Ann Judson. Let me offer some highlights. Ann was the first American woman missionary to go overseas. She sailed with her husband, Adniram, for Calcutta, India in 1812. They were ordered to leave India, and they began their missionary work in Burma in 1813. Anne learned languages, she did translation work, she taught Burmese girls, she managed her household, she cared for her husband during his 18-month imprisonment. 
Rosalie, we're in the midst of a global pandemic crisis, and when I think of all that Anne endured in Burma, I see some parallels. Loneliness, separation, disease. Does all this sound familiar? It really does, and you've hit it on the head. Several times during these past four weeks, I have wondered, seriously, I have wondered in my mind, what would Anne think about all this? And I think about social distancing. Six feet apart, we're isolated, nobody can come see us, we can't go see anybody. And then I think about Anne and Adoniram. You talk about loneliness. All the things they endured for all those years, nothing could have been worse than loneliness. They went three and a half years before they even had a letter from home. And now we at least have email and Facebook and the telephone and text. They had nothing. They, they were separated from each other nearly three years. He was in prison close to two years, and she literally kept him alive. And by comparison, our problems are so few. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about some of the other things that she faced in her journey. She realized something that's always amazed me. She had to sort of realize when she was 23 years old that she was committing herself to go to a strange land with one person, her husband, and chances were she would never see home again. She had no idea to know what to expect when she got there. And she had to be thinking, this is sacrifice, and I have got to be willing to make this sacrifice. And I was so astounded as I dug into her life to to realize the depth of her commitment. We make commitment nothing like that. We have all sorts of recourses. She had none. She was going literally into the unknown. And that's what it was. And it was probably worse than she had pictured. But she never, never quit. Hers was a commitment for life. And something that stuck in my mind, she and Adoniram both said, this is mission for life. Not if things get rough, not if we get tired, not if we get sick. This is commitment for life. And then he was in prison all those months. He was in chains. She literally kept him alive and saved him from execution three times through the government had a baby while he was gone, on her own. Three people, uh, two little girls, and this child, and two servants absolutely depended on her. She had nothing but her relationship with God. Well, what astonishes me, in the midst of all that adversity, she never lost her sense of call. When you did your research, did you ever figure out how did such a deep Christian faith develop within her? That puzzled me the whole time. And I spent six years researching the Judsons, digging into everything that I could find. And I thought she was the first believer in her family. She was 16 years old. But when she committed herself to Christ, she never looked back. And she began examining what God wanted her to do with her life. Now, she didn't have people talking about, well, what are you going to do with your life? And you might go as a missionary. There were no missionaries. She was already thinking on her own, 
I want to do with my life what God wants me to do. Where did she get that? It had to be the Spirit of God working in her because she allowed him to. She was an extraordinary Christ follower. You made multiple trips to Burma, what is now modern-day Myanmar. Tell me about your research that you did to find out this information about her. Our church here, when we retired, so-called retired from IMB, set up a mission fund. So when we were invited overseas, uh, we could make trips to teach and preach in other countries. And we've made a lot of those. And seven times I've been able to go to Burma because of this church. And we went to teach and preach in a seminary. There are several Baptist seminaries there. So we went to, to the first time I went, I thought, I've got to look for the Judson's Trail in this place. And I had no idea about writing then. I love to talk. I didn't want to write. But I came back to the States and told the children how thrilling it was to find the Judson's footprints there. Everywhere I looked, it was so exciting. Pieces of the Judson's. And I, I named a, an American historian. I said, I'm going to ask them to write the story for the modern day youth, what's going on in Burma now and the legacy we have. And children both said, mother, you do it. And I said, I talk, I don't write. But I began researching and I was captivated. I couldn't stop. Seven trips and six years later, the book came out. Tell us something surprising you learned about Anne along the way. I guess I was astonished at her focus. She was so single-minded. All she did, all the things she did, the first teacher, the first one to translate into the language of, of the Thai people, uh, the first evangelist among women, uh, the trailblazer. But the, all the multitasks she did, she was focused on that one thing, a commitment to what God wanted me to do, to come here to tell these people of God's love. Focus. She just had focus. Oh, I wish I had that kind of focus today. We are distracted by many things. What do you think Anne's legacy is for us? You know, all the other people I've been writing about, every one of these mission heroes, amazingly was influenced by Anne Judson's commitment. She has made the difference in their life. And I look at the the things that we're confronting, something our country has never confronted before. Actually, our world has never had a, a pandemic quite like this. And we look at our immediate situation now, uh, wearing masks, wearing gloves, social distancing. And I, I have thought several times, that's so simple compared to what Anne faced. That is nothing compared to what she faced. I need to make my focus what she made her focus. Absolutely. Her courage and determination are what absolutely amaze me. What do you think Anne would say to us in the midst of the crisis that we find ourselves? You know, I've thought about that, and I thought Anne would probably say, stay in one place, wear a mask, keep your distance. That's a piece of cake compared to what you might have to face. What if you were literally on your own? Your husband was in prison. Your little baby girl had smallpox. And you had nothing. 
but your faith in God to sustain you, what would you do? I have an idea that Anne would tell us, get things in perspective. I think that is perfect advice for us today. Rosalie, is there anything else that you would like to share about Anne? I was thinking this afternoon about a message that Anne might have, and I thought she might say to us, you have the same sustaining, loving Heavenly Father in 2020 that I had in 1820. And we do. Indeed, we do. Rosalie, I want to thank you for being part of today's podcast. It's incredible to look at just a small portion of Anne's life and see how God used her. You know, I believe that God placed breath in our lungs and created each of us for a purpose. Everyone's journey is uniquely designed by Him. Each of us have only one life, so it's important for us to surrender wholeheartedly and to walk where He leads. Every encounter, even in the midst of this current crisis, is a potential miracle. Thank you for listening to this issue of On the Journey Conversations. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye.